All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They beat the Astros 7-6 to on Thursday night at the stadium, a walk-off win to extend their home winning streak to 15 straight games, a game in which uh, it didn't look like that home winning streak would go any longer. Uh, trailing by three runs, entering the ninth inning, the Yankees mount a ridiculous comeback, uh, tying the game on an Aaron Hicks three-run home run and then winning it with an Aaron Judge walk-off single. Uh, that's the team the Yankees are going to have to get by to get to the World Series, to win a championship. They're going to have to beat the Astros. After losing in the 2015 wildcard game to them, losing in the 2017 ALCS to them, losing in the 2019 ALCS to them, the Yankees are going to have to beat them to get to where they want to go. And the Astros lineup is just, it's just silly. To think that they lost George Springer and they lost Carlos Correa and they still have this wildly deep, awesome top five in their order is just remarkable. If you had added those two guys in, they would easily have the best lineup in baseball, and they arguably do have it even without those two. With Altuve and Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Tucker, their top five. Gurriel, who's been bad this year, but he won the batting title last year at six. Um, certainly Pena's out, which hurts them. So then they're, you know, they have a mishmash in the bottom third of, of last night, at least, Dubon, Siri, and Maldonado. And Maldonado is just a horrific hitter. He's, he makes Kyle Agashioka look like Barry Bonds at times. But that top five, that top six, if you put Gurriel in there once he gets going, it's as good as any top six you'll see. They can afford to have the crap they have in the bottom third right now because of how good their top six is. And the top five really just absolutely destroyed Jameson Tyon, who he's the number five starter to me. He's the guy you have to take out of the rotation going into the postseason. And it has nothing to do with what went on on Thursday night. I mean, Thursday night only helped further prove my point about him. But he's just, he doesn't strike out enough people. He doesn't miss enough bats. In this day and age, if you don't have one, sh- you know, strikeout per inning ratio, I don't know what you're doing. And he doesn't have come close to that. I've joked that he's Phil Hughes 2.0. He kind of looks like Phil Hughes. He kind of short arms the ball like him. He can't put away hitters with two strikes like him. Um, and on Thursday night, we saw a lot of the same. You know, Altuve gets hit by a pitch to lead off the game. He gets Brantley down 1-2, gives up a single to him. Uh, he's got two strikes on everyone and just throwing balls over the heart of the plate. And before you know it, Bregman hits a three-run home run. It's 3 nothing Astros before there's an out made in the inning. And between Al- Altuve, who was 3-4, for four, uh, in the game, but against Tyone, he was three for three and got hit by a pitch. And Bregman had the three-run home run against him. Alvarez had a three-run home run against him. And you look at what that top five of Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, and Tucker, what they did against him. They went nine for 14 with six RBIs against Tyone. Two three-run home runs. So he cannot be starting games in the postseason. To give up 10 hits through two home runs, both three-run home runs and five and two-thirds. And it's nice that the Yankees have done what they've done. They've taken care of business against bad teams. The Astros are the team. You know, the Blue Jays give the Yankees some issues. The Rays give them some issues. The Red Sox could give them issues. But the Astros are their biggest issue. They have to figure out a way to beat the Astros. They did on Thursday, but it took a miracle in the ninth inning. An absolute miracle. So after that three-run first, top of the first, the Yankees answer right back. LeMahieu walks. Judge walks. 
Rizzo hits a weak grounder, move the runners over to second and third, and then Stanton hits a opposite field home run into the right field second deck, which it looked like he just popped it up with his swing. It was like kind of all balanced. It didn't even look like he got in the thing, just carried it in the second deck. So his his strength, his power remains, uh, you know, unrivaled in the game. It's just, that's that's absurd to do that with that swing. If you go back and watch that swing and where the ball ended up going, it's just unbelievable. Uh, a scoreless second for both teams. And then the third, Jordan Alvarez hits a fucking laser into the right field seats. It got out in like one second. And uh, the second three-run home run of the game for the Astros, the third in the game total, and the Astros go up 6-3. And after that first inning, that was it for the Yankees against Framber Valdez, who's a good pitcher, a really good pitcher. The Yankees didn't get another hit off him. They didn't have another hit again until the ninth inning. So second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth innings, no hits. That's just not going to cut it on most nights. It thankfully did on Thursday, but that's that's what worries me about the Yankees. We kind of saw everything that worries me about the Yankees in this game. We saw the Astros. We saw Tyone. We saw the offense do a disappearing act between the first and the ninth innings. And that game had postseason feel to it because of the teams. That game had October feel to it. And that offensive performance from the Yankees outside the first and the ninth had an October feel to it, which is what this team has done too many times, which is disappear in big spots. But then in the ninth inning, after the bullpen, after Licky comes in, after Albert Abreu comes in, who just looked like someone who should not be in the majors right now, not on the New York Yankees, and Miguel Castro comes in, all those guys do an outstanding job. Three and a third, scoreless innings. The bullpen, once again, a bright spot for the Yankees, even when they're using their lesser relievers. Castro, Licky, who I like Licky. I won't put him in Castro and Abreu's category, but at least Abreu and Castro are their lesser relievers. And Castro, that's a perfect spot for him. You're trailing three runs, go put him in. Not when you're winning or it's a tie game or you're facing the heart of the Blue Jays order like he did two series ago. What we saw last night, that's a good spot for Castro. If he goes in and he stinks, well, so be it. The Yankees were already losing. If he gives up an insurance run, whatever. Now, certainly that would have hurt last night, but in general, you, you know what I mean. So we go to the ninth inning where the Yankees trail by three runs. They've got to face Ryan Presley, who is a really strong reliever, a good closer in the league. You know, he's not like the most dominant pitcher. He does have fuck-ups like we saw on Thursday night. I know this as someone who bets on Astros games frequently. And for someone who bets on Astros games frequently, it's just, it's, it's comical that they would come and hit two, three run home runs for a team that does seem to have a lot of trouble scoring this year. A lot of their unders have hit this season, but in the ninth Presley comes in, faces Stanton, walks him on five pitches. Torres comes up, walks. So now it's first and second, no out. And Presley has no idea where the ball is going here. And on top of that, the tying run comes to the plate. Now, unfortunately for the Yankees, the tying run comes to the plate in Aaron Hicks, and it's the bottom of the order due up here. Uh, but Presley gets ahead of Hicks, 1-2, right away. Hicks goes up there, takes two strikes right away because he's thinking he wants to get an Aaron Hicks walk, which he got earlier in the game, a four-pitch walk where the pitcher's nowhere near the zone. That's what he's looking to do in that spot. And then he gets a middle-middle pitch, and he absolutely crushes it. The best swing I've ever seen Aaron Hicks take in his career. 
the ball went where Anthony Rizzo home runs go into right field. That's how far it went. And he knew it was gone when it when he hit it. Everyone knew it was gone when he was hit it. It wasn't a Yankee Stadium homer. It wasn't a short porch homer. It was an absolute fucking bomb. And it was a top four moment for Aaron Hicks as a Yankee. You've got the Game 5 home run against Corey Kluber in the 2017 ALDS. You've got the home run off Verlander in the 19 ALCS. You've got that awesome catch he had against the Twins in 19. And then you've got this home run on Thursday night. It was the biggest moment of the season for him. You know, recently he did have that game tying home run against the Twins. He did have the ball off the wall at the drop. But this moment was bigger than all those. He hits his third home run of the season, his sixth extra base hit of the season, which is just pretty absurd considering it's June 24th, but he did it. He got the job done. I said on Twitter, he's got he's got ladies and gentlemen immunity from me. He's got criticism immunity from me until the All-Star break because of that. So after Hicks hits that home run, Kiner Falefa comes up, he singles. Then he gets caught stealing on what was a bang-bang play. I think if the call on the field had been safe, they would have kept him safe. The call on the field is out, so they keep the calls out. Could have gone either way. It was that close. It was impossible to tell almost. Uh, he gets caught stealing, and then Trevino comes up in singles. So that caught stealing, you know, it played somewhat of a factor there. So Trevino singles with one out, and then Dusty Baker said, I've seen enough of Ryan Presley. He didn't retire one batter. He went walk, walk, home run, single, single. And got it was fortunate that Maldonado threw out Kiner Falefa. So then Ryan Stanek comes in for Presley and just blows away Joey Gallo. Three pitch strikeout. Like, Joey Gallo had no fucking chance. He wasn't even close to making contact in the at-bat. So now there's two outs. Trevino's on first. And LeMahieu walks against Stanek. A good at-bat from DJ LeMahieu uh, to draw a walk. Bringing up Aaron Judge with first and second and two outs on the eve of his arbitration hearing, uh, which is a $4 million difference between his filing and the Yankees filing. And he gets ahead 3-0, gets the green light and rips a ball down the line in left field to score Trevino, and the Yankees win 7-6, walk-off win, the best win of the season, a miraculous win given where they were, down three runs in the ninth, given the opponent, given the home winning streak, the way this team has gone. It's just this team is special. I, I can't, it, it's going to be crushing if they don't get the job done in October because this season is special. They're on a better pace than the 98 Yankees now. They're winning every way imaginable. They're getting, they're getting production in timely hits from every source of the lineup outside of Gallo. I mean, he had the hit, the, the two-run home run two weeks ago against the Tigers. That's really it for him. Even Hicks. Aaron Hicks had a big hit against Alec Minot. He had a big hit at the trap. He's got this big hit against Ryan Presley to tie the game. If Aaron Hicks is coming up big for you, you know fucking... Something magical is happening, and it's something special is happening, and it feels like that with this Yankees team. It seems like, the, you know, outside of one game this season, they've been in every single game, had a chance to win every single game right up until the final out. And they did it again. They stayed in the game. The bullpen kept them in the game, and they came back, and they won. And it, I, it's just, it really is unbelievable at this point. Because when you look back at the roster of the 98 Yankees, the everyday players, the rotation, it made sense why they were so fucking good. You know, they won the World Series two years prior. The year before that, they got eliminated by a good Indians team. Then they go out and have the best season in Yankees history. Then they follow that up with another championship and another championship. And then they lose in the championship. And then two years after that, they're in the World Series again. 
that that made sense. This team has never accomplished anything. They've had a lot of underachieving, disappointing seasons. And so for them to put it together like this and the way they're winning games, how they're winning games, it just it feels like this is special. You go back to 09 with that team with what they went through up until, you know, June when they had the games in Atlanta and they had the Brian Cashman had to go speak to the team and then they went on that crazy run. They had all those walk-off wins that that summer. Uh, and then they got the job done in October. You get that feeling with this team. That's not to say it's going to happen. I mean, they could get to the, they're going to have a buy into the ALDS. They could get to the ALDS and see Boston or Toronto or Tampa or, you know, any of those teams and lose. They could get to the LCS and see this Astros team and lose because they've never beaten them in the playoffs. And you see what it takes on Monday, on Thursday night to beat this Astros team. It wouldn't surprise me if they get eliminated. It's hard to win the World Series. It's harder now than it was a year ago because there's another team in there's another round in but this team just it has something about it it has something about it and I, I don't know how anyone could deny that when Aaron Hicks is doing things like he did on Thursday night it's impossible to deny that this season is special and they have to complete it I know that October is not for three plus months I know that there's so much that could happen between now and then, but at this moment right now, it seems like you better fucking win the World Series because if you're not going to win it with this team in this season, with the way things are going, I don't know when this group will ever win it or if they will ever win it. But they've got to stay healthy. They've got to keep Aaron Boone the fuck away from having any say in games. And they've just got to get timely hits, which they've done to this point, which is something that's eluded them in every October with this group. They need this magic, whatever the fuck is going on with them, to carry over into October. Doesn't necessarily need to happen for the next three plus months. They're going to the playoffs. They could go something like, I think it's 12 games under 500 right now to get to 92 wins, which was their preseason win total, expected win total. They're not going to play 12 games under 500. There's teams winning north of 100 games. They could challenge the record. I don't know. But I know that when it comes October, they need to play this way. They need to hit this way. And I don't mean take off seven of nine innings and don't get a hit. I mean get the timely hits. When you get traffic, like Boone likes to say, when you get guys on base, drive them in. Get the big hit. Hit the big three-run home run. It, it, you can't plan for those things. You can only hope they happen and put yourselves in situations where they can happen. But it needs to happen, and that will be the difference between this team finishing the job Finally, and not, which is what they've done in recent season. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Astros continues. <laughs> what a fucking game for the first game between those two teams this season. What a first game of this four-game series. A big weekend ahead. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yankees-Astros three more times. Get ready for it. It's going to be a big weekend. So that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. I'll be back after the series to talk about it. Talk to you after Sunday's game.